This is where they are building the largest nuclear fusion reactor in the world. Yeah, a friend of mine told me I had to check out this pool. America on Main Street and at the dinner table is talking about infrastructure when 20 years ago they didn't even know what that meant. Today, those towers are an astounding display of wealth, prestige, and engineering. First. It's impacting everyday Americans. I am against the train. The way it's being done right now. New York City housing is a scam. It is a scam, 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 scam. The Shard in central London is being officially opened today and at 310 metres tall, it's Europe's newest and tallest skyscraper. Hello, I'm Fred Mills. And this is the world's best construction podcast by the B1M. Hello and welcome to the first official episode of the world's best construction podcast brought to you by the B1M. This episode is sponsored by Bluebeam. We're going to tell you a little bit more about that later on. Uh, But for now at least, I am Fred Mills. I'm the founder, MD, face and voice of the B1M. And I am joined today by Liam Marsh, who's the B1M's head of content partnerships all the way from Sydney, Australia. Uh, And also Luke Bly, podcast extraordinaire, who's just across the other side of Londinium for me, where it's very hot today. (laughs) <laughs> it's too hot. How you doing, lads? How too you doing? hot. Too hot. And, <clears throat> you know, just too, too early. We're recording this too early. Earlier than usual. You, earlier than our test episodes because it's too hot. So yeah. you're going to get Aggie, Aggie construction <laughs> geeks today. That's great. Um, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing the opposite, guys. I'm actually sitting here in Sydney with the heating on. So I'm actually nice, <laughs> nice and snug right now. Um, I'm loving life. How, how are you doing, Fred? Yeah, not too bad. I had, had, a, had a very busy week, as always, in, in the world of Fred Mills. There's always, always loads going on. <laughs> um, some exciting things announced, some big developments happening, some cool videos being produced. So, awesome. yeah, it's all looking good. Also, probably the most, one of the most interesting bits of my week, I discovered a new genre of TikTok, which is uh, people trying to get squirrels out of their houses. Um, wow. Which I... <laughs> I'll tell you now, is the funniest thing you will ever watch. There's buckets, there's brooms, people screaming, camera camera phones being dropped, and squirrels running across the screen. It's hilarious. Go and check it out. Did you search for this, or has this just just popped up on your For You page? (laughs) <laughs> sounds niche that sounds niche isn't it's very it very niche, no, niche my my kids like watching uh funny animal videos on tiktok um often you know cute dogs and cats that kind of thing i'm supervising this with them obviously i'm not just letting them browse tiktok at the age of uh respective ages of seven and five years old but um <laughs> nah. we came across squirrels and they were like daddy daddy what's wrong with you why are you laughing so much <laughs> um yeah that's why because i found it hilarious so there you go. I've been watching How's- some videos of like this um, vet pulling bugs out of cats like oh, mushrooms. Don't. So that's been really like almost satisfying though, because at the end of it, you're like, "How does it fit in there?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Wow. There you go. If you're just joining us on the World's Best Construction Podcast, um, we do talk about construction at some point, I promise you. We'll get onto that. <laughs> so how, how's your week been, Liam? How have you been doing down under? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been doing great, to be honest, Fred. Um, yeah, really busy uh, this side of the world. I've, I've been quite excited about kicking this off, actually, the first first official mm. podcast session. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm really, ready to go, basically. Yeah, the hype is real. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
I'm I'm livid, mate. I'm livid because of the main topic this week. And I can't wait to get stuck into it. I can't <laughs> wait to get stuck into the video because I'm livid. Let's so, get going. The this, little this teaser. Week, this week, guys, we have got for you uh, two banger videos from the B1M and tomorrow's build. So we've got the US government wants to destroy these towers. Uh, bold title, as you can probably imagine what you've just heard. Uh, that went down very well on YouTube. Uh, I've been going down very well the last few days. Uh, how long will skyscrapers last over on tomorrow's build? Also in the news, we've got LA's new 6th Street Viaduct, which is made of concrete and built for cars, but looks bloody gorgeous, so is on the podcast list. Uh, a very cool British rail ad we found from the 1970s. Uh, a few other things being announced, including a skyscraper on stilts down in Miami. Don't know why I did an Australian accent for that. That's not where it is at all. Um, it's down oh. in Miami, which is in, in Florida, America. So... <laughs> Apologies to both Australia and America, two of our largest uh, regions. Uh, we've also got funny comment of the week brought to you by Liam Marsh and your emails read out by Luke Bly. Let's go. So first up this week, guys, we've got the B1M video. The US government wants to destroy these towers. Uh, bold title, which got quite a lot of traction uh, on YouTube, as you can probably imagine. Bit of background for this for anyone that's not seen the video. Pretty, pretty incredible story, really. So, there are these two buildings on uh, the iconic loop in Chicago called the Century and, and Consumers Buildings. Century Building is about 16 stories tall, Consumers Building is about 22 stories tall. Um, they were built a while ago, you know, when the, when the skyscraper was first being born at the, the start of the well, the end of the last century, start of the 20th century. Um, mm. And I've had a very interesting past, basically. So they they were built next to a... Well, they ended up next to a US federal courthouse in Chicago. Um, and after 9-11, and after a truck bomb threat on the courthouse in 2004, those buildings were purchased by the federal government, so the US federal government. This is not the state government or the city authorities. This is the federal government over in Washington, D.C. Think George Bush, Trump, Nancy Pelosi, you know. Congress, all those people. Uh, Biden, there you go. <laughs> Washington, D.C., guys. Jay, got it Got it in your head? Good. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so after threats off 9-11 and the truck bomb, the buildings were purchased by the federal government, completely cleared out um, because of security. So they were worried that the buildings you could look across, basically, and see into the federal courthouse. So the government just bought them, made them empty. There was a plan to expand their offices. In, oh, there. There was a plan to expand their offices into them, but that never happened. So they've just sat empty and abandoned for like ages. There's some really cool shots in the video of the abandoned buildings. Um, and now there's a plan to tear them down. So the US federal government, because they own the buildings, have appropriated $52 million in a wider federal bill that's kind of doing all kinds of things. Uh, and it includes the demolition of these buildings. Uh, they're beautiful. And there's a fight on amongst campaigners to save them. In the minute, the plan is that they're going to be taken down by the federal government, and there's just going to be a, a vacant lot. So, what what do you guys make of this? Unreal, absolutely unreal. We're talking about the birthplace of the modern skyscraper, right? Yeah. In the video, you mentioned the home insurance building. That was kind of technically the first skyscraper. It used a steel frame. You know, it changed construction. It changed the modern world, man. Like, this is a big deal. And guess what happened? Chicago knocked it down, right? <laughs> so that bit of history doesn't exist. <laughs> so what gets me, right, especially with these American cities, is 
the 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 art deco skyscrapers they need to be preserved because they're so american they're so american um a lot of the modern skyscrapers they are very kind of global in their style right so you could take a few of these towers that are being built in America now, and you could maybe plonk them in Madrid. You know, you could plonk them somewhere in China, and they would fit in. Whereas, you know, these towers, they're so American that the idea of destroying them, I think, is um, ignorant. I think it is stupid on, like, such a major level that... Everything else, you know, oh, yeah, oh, it overlooks the federal courthouse, blah, blah. Right, okay, well, you're going to have to come up with a different plan other than knocking it down. It's <laughs> so dumb. It's so, so dumb. And I can't believe it's even got this far that it's actually being considered. There's, there's, there is a lot of anger, as we've alluded to. So there are, we've had a few comments in the video as well. People going like, why don't mm. they just move the courthouse or put curtains up, for goodness sake? <laughs> you know, just cover <laughs> the windows in some way. Um, or let it out as federal offices. I guess offices aren't that popular these days, are they? You know, um, I kind of not really seeing much of a return to the office in some places. Um, but yeah, there's there's a guy. I mean, there's a guy in the video, Ward Miller, who works for Preservation Chicago, um, probably one of the leading campaigners trying to trying to save the buildings. Um, but yeah, it does feel a bit. It's a it's a bit of a nuclear option. If possible, pardon pardon the use of the phrase, but you know what I mean. It's a bit of a you can't go mm. back from this one. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think um, adaptive um, reuse would be a good option for the building, right, instead of just tearing it down. So if you look at, you know, London has great examples of this. You've got the Tate Modern, you know, it used to be an old oil-fired power station. Now it's, you know, if not one of the world's most famous um, art galleries. Um, and I think I think it's now yeah. London's most visited tourist attractions. You've yeah. also got Battersea Power Station. You know, it's now Apple's london campus um it's got mm. hundreds of new shops new homes it's got you know an event hall a food hall it's even they've, they've even changed one of the glass uh, the chimneys to be a glass lift which is just it's awesome yeah it's amazing I, I i don't see why you wouldn't look down that route rather than paying 52 million dollars just to just to tear it down and just to have nothing there it's, it just yeah, it's a lot like of money to, to knock a building down and I'd, I'd do it for 51 million if anyone in um Anyone in the US government's listening to this podcast? <laughs> yeah, I'll tie it down for you, mate. It's the type of the cigarette in my mouth. Yeah, I'll tie it down yeah. for you, mate. Yeah, we'll get that. We'll get that done this morning. Yeah, yeah, have that yeah, down I reckon, uh, I reckon that'll be uh, uh, ten mil, ten yeah, mil yeah. for that. Yeah, mate. Um, <laughs> I don't. I <laughs> stop do in, not take a breath. Ooh, it's going to cost you more than that, Sunshine. Ooh, let me slap on a few <laughs> mil on that one. No, I don't get it. I do not get this. I do not get this. And like you said, Liam, that is a cracking point. But London is more used to that, isn't it? London is mm. used to trying to at least preserve its architecture, its history, its culture. It doesn't even always do that. You know, we're talking about a city that has landmarks in it that are like a thousand years old, mm. right? And... The, the, these buildings in the grand scheme of things on a global kind of um, scale, you know, they're not that old, but in America, they're really old. They're really, yeah. really old. And they're historically significant. These aren't just random buildings. Oh, mate. I, 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 yeah. even, even if you were to just like board up the windows on one side or something, you know, yeah. or re just like you said, repurpose it, turn it into mm -hmm. a museum of some kind, turn it into something really, really cool. I'm sure 
it would, if you put that money into repurposing it, we could come up with something like a lot better than just tearing it down. I can't believe it. it, it mm. It's so dumb. It is so, so <laughs> short sighted. And really? oh, let's just, this is a problem. Let's knock it down. Let's do something else. It's so short sighted and ignorant. I've oh. never seen you so passionate about a, a, a topic, a video topic, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. <laughs> really <It's> up. <laughs> I, look, I, I look at those buildings, right? I look at those buildings and I'm sure there are cities around the world that would kill to have buildings like that, that would yeah. kill to have that kind of historic skyscraper yeah. somewhere in their city. You know, we 100%. look at places... If let's go to Liverpool, yeah, in the north of England, northwest of England, there's Art Deco architecture there. It's like t- taking the Royal Liver Building and going, ah, let's knock it down because it's overseeing a court. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? There's a few yeah. things that the fact that campaigners are also and architects are pointing out that that's not actually the most valid of excuses because there are other courthouses around the country that that are overlooked by other buildings there and they are being torn down. So it's kind of like, I don't know what this is about. I don't know what they, they've obviously got these buildings. They can't do anything with them. They're not really fit for purpose. They want to try and make a thing that is fit for purpose, but it feels like getting rid of them because they're not, they're not going to put a public park in, are they? That, that never happens. It'd be really nice if they built a brand new public park here, but that's probably not going to happen on this site. It's just going to, at the minute, they just want to maintain a vacant lot in theory a developer can't build on it because if you don't want anyone overlooking you then you can't have a developer there yeah I don't, I don't know it's like tearing again it's like tearing down um a row of victorian or, or a really old structure in london or paris wherever and going let's build a park like what no <laughs> no build a park somewhere else like even a park like that shouldn't even come into question i don't think you know i it just seems i for me right it seems like there might be a little bit more to this do you know Ooh. what i mean like it can't just be and i'm not i'm not gonna what get all uh, <laughs> i'm not gonna get all denver airport on you and get all the conspiracy <laughs> but but I mean, it just doesn't add up, does it? Like the maths, the maths doesn't add up. Like it's a lot of money to destroy something that's so iconic. Mm, this is American, um, mate. Everything's expensive. It, yeah, but everywhere is expensive, man. At the moment, particularly, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't. It just seems so random. And do you know how much blue. how much they were purchased for? I don't, mate. No, I wish I'd researched no, that neighbor. Quite, stuff, but... quite interesting, yeah. <laughs> no, quick Google, less... mate. It was a long time ago. It was 2004 they were purchased, I believe. So, um, mm. yeah, if they had to clear out all the tenants as well. So they would, be, they would have been probably either waiting for leases to end or buying people out of their leases um, or doing some kind of compulsory ending thing, which probably doesn't sound very nice. But yeah, pretty shocking stuff. It's worth saying Ward so, Miller and his team at Preservation Chicago mm. and other campaigners as well have put together this uh, idea for making it into an archive facility that wouldn't necessarily need windows. You could still have the windows externally, but they'd be boarded up inside so you wouldn't be able to ever look through them or see what's going on. So, yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, Luke. It does feel like there's something else going on. And this feels like a crazy decision, doesn't it? Especially when, you know, in the rest of the world right now, there's so many calm, measured decisions being taken by people and governments. <laughs> 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 about the future <laughs> it just seems yeah it just seems crazy it seems absolutely crazy that you're knocking down one of the 
personalities of somewhere like Chicago, you know, like the birthplace of the skyscraper. You know, this is a big, big, big deal. You know, like if you think the the, the comparison should probably be made of like castles in England, you know, or the UK, wherever Europe, you know, it's integral to the history and culture of this area. Just because skyscrapers are newer, it doesn't mean we should knock that down for future generations. You know, it's. It, yeah. I almost feel like it's not in our hands. It feels like these should be completely listed buildings that you you cannot touch. Sorry, you you got to figure out a way to to repurpose them. You got to figure out a way to work with them. Um, and the fact that I, I'm just shocked. I'm honestly shocked that this is being like discussed seriously. I'm absolutely, yeah, yeah can't believe it, mate. <laughs> can't believe it. I, I'm. If this happens, that's it, mate. I'm going out to Chicago and I'm <laughs> I'm getting a load of hot dogs and frying them at people <laughs> who are who are making this decision. It's stupid. saying we ran a poll on our YouTube community tab asking people should the buildings be saved or demolished, and it got around fifteen thousand votes last time I checked. So you know, a lot, a decent sample, albeit we're asking fans of the B1M who are fans of building and architecture. Um, but it wasn't quite the slam dunk result I was expecting it to be. So we had sixty-eight, what? yeah, sixty-eight percent said they'd save the buildings, but thirty-two percent said demolish them, which surprised me. Um, I think there's there's this there's this theme around people saying that you know sometimes heritage and preserving heritage when it's not needed to be preserved can hold developments and cities back. Um, I'm, I'm, I know how Luke feels about that already, but <laughs> that's that's the counter argument to this: is that actually, you know, to to move on and enable something else and better to happen, you need to kind of break with the past at times. But you know, once you've broken with the past, you can't go back, especially with demolishing buildings. Mm. I hear you. I hear <laughs> you because I disagree strongly. <laughs> I, I, uh, there must be uh, so there must be like if if you're on the what was it thirty eight percent. 38% with the, the other... 32%. 32%, okay. 68, well, 32. 68, 32. Oh, okay, so that is... that is That's still a lot of people, but um, I don't know. It, it, uh, their, their, their thought process must be, look, maybe there's tons of these, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here, right? Like, maybe there's just tons of these examples of architecture in Chicago. Maybe Maybe because we don't live there, we don't have that kind of... Um, knowledge on the area, knowledge on this structure. So maybe there, maybe on our part, there is a bit of ignorance to it. Because I, one thing that I remember about my town, where I live, new, a new town, Basildon, is that there was a building that was being let to rot for years and years and years. Shops left it; it was all boarded up, and it was it was like a prime example of mid-century architecture, right? Modernist architecture, and it wasn't until like the month before they were scheduled to knock it down, that like the modernist society came in and said, look, we we don't think you should knock this down, blah, blah, blah. This is it's a historical building, blah, 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 blah. And I, I always thought, well, that's all well and good, but where were you guys when there was like trees growing out the windows of this <laughs> old building? Do you know what I mean? Like where were you guys like 10 years ago? Where were you guys five years ago? It, you know, it's a bit too late. So maybe it's a bit like that, you know? I, I yeah, don't I know. Think, I think I'm in just... defense of those kind of organizations, some of them are often volunteer-led and done on spare time, and they have so many things on their plate that 
it takes one coming up the list of demolition to get their attention. And that's not a that's not a defense. I'm just kind of no, explaining true. a bit about how those things sometimes happen. So so yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. It's a good point. And may, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's this is something similar to that. I still can't. I'm just trying to see it from a different point of view. You know, yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. Yeah, it's one of those videos that I it's, I really enjoyed this video because it's one of those stories that you don't. It's right under your nose. It's in the middle of a major city. It's incredibly interesting. It's got so many nuances to it, but uh, you just didn't know it was there or happening, which is very cool. So yeah, go and go and check that one out, guys. It also features some uh, footage of some abandoned buildings or the these the interior of these abandoned buildings, which I find fascinating. It reminds me of my local bank because the local the branch of my local bank's never open. So <laughs> that's that. That's that abandoned vibe. <laughs> I think it's like they're open. They're open now. They're closing loads of branches. My bank drives me mad because you, you only pay a check in by in person, and there's, we still get some people send us check, which is really annoying. Um, but yeah, you get oh yeah, no, we're open Monday till Thursday, ten till two, and we take a two hour lunch break. Great, fantastic, thanks. So, yeah. They just <laughs> let the buildings rot, Fred. They let them rot. Yeah. There is there there is a um, famous Burger King in West London that is also rotting and falling apart, and people like go there to take photos of of said Burger King because really? it looks so ropey. Yeah. Yeah. And it even even on the inside it's like falling apart and ropey. But people but it's operating still. And people go there to see said ropey Burger King. Maybe we should go there. Maybe Liam, when you're back in the UK, mate, we can go for a, a an Angus steakhouse at the Ropey Burger King in West London. Yeah, sounds good, mate. I'm keen, definitely. Or, or as you guys say, hungry jacks. The hungry jacks, hungry jacks in Australia. <laughs> is it is it called something different in Australia? It's called hungry jacks. Yeah, it's called hungry jacks, mate. Um, I I don't know the details in and out, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure some guy um owned the name um, Burger King in Australia, and he wanted ridiculous money um for the for the title, and Burger King went, like, we'll just call it hungry jacks. <laughs> <laughs> there you go more insight into australia coming out every single week on this podcast what a place you live liam um hello to everyone in australia listening positive of course any offense uh cheers up with the hungry jacks <laughs> sometime soon <laughs> uh, but yeah no luke a research trip to a burger king an architectural podcast research trip to a burger king yeah sounds good yeah, let's do it let's, great. let's do it I'm fascinated by abandoned buildings. I think that we did a good video on it a, few, a couple of years ago. Um, and like Instagram, there's loads of Instagram accounts on like abandoned buildings. I've actually got a book on abandoned places. Um, yeah. And it's, it's beautiful. It's so cool. It's so eerie. It's such like a little snapshot of the past sometimes, especially when places have been left kind of as they were. Um, a bit like the Century and Consumers buildings, actually. If, if you go and have a look at the video, there are some good shots in there of what these abandoned places look like now. Um, and it's mm. kind of like, yeah as they were at, at, in that time, in that design, in that fashion, but preserved and covered in dust is, yeah, eerie. It was it's a like, really popular trend at one point to go and photograph like abandoned buildings. Yeah. It's called like uh, urbex. So you like, you would explore as well, like urban exploring. And um, on Instagram, like it's like five years ago, it was so, so popular. Like so many kids were going out with a camera taking photos of these like really creepy places, especially abandoned hospitals. And it goes to show like how many buildings and 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 um facilities really have just been again, like left. They're just yeah. left. People haven't like developed them or 
and it does make you think like, man, the effort that went into building that in the first place. And we've just kind of, we've chosen to go, do you know what? The easier option is just to leave it. That's crazy, right? Have you seen the, the Packard automotive plant in Detroit? Um, I think it's one of the largest abandoned buildings in the world. It's, 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 it's something like over 40 acres um, wow. mm. the land. Yeah, it's huge. I was actually trying to work with a property developer a few years ago to, to do a video on it. Um, unfortunately, it didn't come to fruition, but um, check that out. Have, have a Google that. It is amazing. It, it's so eerie. Oh, my just, days. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Taking photos. Again, boys tramp. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit, I'm in. <laughs> Detroit. What, what M&M. Um, yeah, I remember the one of the first construction products I worked on, we were demolishing a hospital and building a new hospital on the same site. Um, and we took possession of the old hospital building as the NHS had moved out of it. And I remember it was my job to walk around and make sure it was secure and it had been abandoned. And I'm walking around this hospital making sure it's secure. It's very, it was very creepy. Looking back now, had I taken a load of photos, I could have made a fortune on Instagram. But um, it was before that, before that app existed. So that's how old I am. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, before it came to prominence, you know, before it was acquired by Facebook and became a big deal. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to defend myself. Um, now, also this week, guys, we've got over on tomorrow's build a pretty cool video around how long skyscrapers will last. Have you ever really thought about this? Have any of us ever really thought about this? Um, this video kind of sets up the debate around, you know, whether our skyscrapers are built to last. How are these buildings going to age? What is the shard going to look like in 500 years? What's it going to be in 500 years' time? Which is a pretty crazy pretty thought-provoking question um you know empire state building is now coming up on oh boy, it's now over 90 it's now over 90 years old coming up on 100 years old um but it's been very well maintained now we can't maintain all our skyscrapers like that so what happens to these buildings um team on the b1m done a really good job well team on tomorrow's build have done a really good job looking at this um and basically it comes down to two things materials so the materials you use and the weather so the elements and how those materials weather over time um interesting some of these buildings are built uh very sturdily and very uh, in a very kind of robust way that they will last the ages think the burj khalifa think empire state building think the chrysler building um but in some cities where there's a lot of very fast-paced growth at the moment these buildings are being built uh with less of a uh kind of a whole life cycle in mind so they're built quite quickly mm. to satisfy demand but that kind of longer term thinking about what they could be or what they could become isn't really addressed um i don't really want to name any particular countries but you know a lot of the faster growing areas through the middle east and asia sometimes sometimes get involved in this sort of stuff or or, or fall victim to this kind of stuff so yeah what did you guys think of this video yeah i loved it i thought it was great um i've definitely never thought uh about this before like ever mm-hmm. um but yeah it's, it's sort of just yeah, I found it really interesting. I, th- I think for me as well, if uh, in the video where we look back on the pyramids, um, the Pantheon in Rome and things like that, you know, the Pantheon's, I think it's 2,000 years old and it's still, still you know, in pretty good condition. Um, comparing that to, to recent modern structures um, is quite interesting. Um, yeah, I... Yeah, it, it's kind of a weird one to, to really think about. I've, ne- I've honestly never thought about it. Um, mm. I think... Mm. Regenerating a building is obviously cheaper than demolishing it as well um, over the years. 
so obviously properly maintaining it what you're saying it could last two three four hundred years well yeah i mean the experts i spoke to said that in theory it could last forever if you just keep maintaining it and keep looking after it then they can last forever but i think that it's it's an interesting point isn't it liam because there's there's these there are these huge structures and some of these buildings are enormous hundreds of stories tall your one world trade mm. center i think is 104 105 stories tall it's crazy crazy high it's what is that just gonna? Is that gonna be there in five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred years time? What will it look like? What will it become? Mm. We've built other things much taller. I, I don't know. It's interesting. The, mm. the whole question: Are our skyscrapers really built to last? Is fascinating. I think one that the world hasn't really thought about. Yeah, I think with what, what you're saying with the future as well, you've got 170 super tall skyscrapers in total at the moment, and you've got a hundred more under construction now. You know. Yeah. How many will be um, fully constructed in 50 years' time? How many will be under construction? You know, what? where's the limit to building these super tools? Mm. It's a weird one because I think with the, with the video, they made the point that with these modern skyscrapers, they've got all the plans to it, right? With the pyramids, we don't have the plans. We, we've had to kind of figure out where things are. We've had to use a lot of modern technology, um, like radar, I think, to figure out where certain things are, certain compartments are in something like the pyramids. With a skyscraper, you have routine checks. You have, right, well, we need to redo the cladding here. We need to replace these steel beams here over the course of time. And um, I think that probably lends itself to, you know, lasting a while. Um, but what I think this does, well, According to Chicago, skyscrapers don't last that long. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I would say. It's like I think the biggest danger to, you know, talking about like skyscrapers surviving isn't necessarily that they're, they're age and, and falling apart, but more that we will just knock them down. We'll go, ah, oh, this is too much effort. This costs too much money. So we're going to knock it down and start again. I think that is probably the biggest danger here to a lot of skyscraper landmarks. Um, but it's it's really interesting that um, I, th I, I think when you read or when you watch a video like this, you know, how long will a skyscraper last? It makes you realize, yeah, we're, we're designing, like the architects that, that, that create and envision these kind of towers they're creating a symbol, you know, an architecture, a vernacular for a city Absolutely. that will last not for 10 years, not for 20 years. It should be lasting, in theory, maybe for a long time, hundreds and hundreds of years, right? And maybe, if anything, this, this video actually made me kind of think to myself, do architects do that? all the time do architect houses do that i know it's not always one person's responsibility or fault things get value engineered things get you know designed by committee sometimes but i i think it's really when when you watch a video like this it really makes you reevaluate what's being put up at the moment right yeah it's interesting when because a lot of well some of today's buildings or many of today's buildings are designed to satisfy a particular demand right now you know and I'm, I'm bringing it up again but i'm thinking about these incredibly super slender buildings on billionaires row in new york you know they're designed to maximize value from very small parcels of land in new york city and provides mm. um you know very high value apartments to a certain demographic today 
but in 500 years time are they still going to be what we need them to be today you know you just can't i think particularly with there's a where there's a building that's built specifically to satisfy a very current demand you kind of think well Mm, really? Is it going mm. to stay like that? I don't know. Mm. Liam's point was interesting because he was saying about you know the, the the Pantheon and other sort of big landmark buildings like that that have been preserved and are still around today. The other buildings that were around next to them at the time aren't here, are they? So is it that we we preserve the big landmarks, the big heritage, the big central stuff, the big well-used stuff that gets preserved, like the Empire State Building? You know, that was the world's tallest building. It was the first well, the second kind of major skyscraper in New York after after the Chrysler building. Mm-hmm. You know, be- because it has that status, because it has that kind of iconic level feel with New York City, it, it ends up being protected and preserved, whereas the old, uh, the old Century and Consumers buildings in Chicago get the old uh, the heave-ho. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose when you think of it like that, you know, if you, if you look at somewhere like Rome, um, what makes Rome so beautiful is the variety of architecture. You know, you've got the Roman, um, you know, traces of Roman history there, like everywhere. However, um, you have a lot of more, you know, like Renaissance buildings. You have a lot more buildings from like the 1600s, 1500s, 1400s that aren't Roman, but they still are just as much Rome, you know, Rome as like the Colosseum. So I think there's that as well. And for them to have been built, there must have been some demolition there must have been some and this kind of plays into the the other video like the 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 kind of the synergy here between the two kind of recaps that we're doing is is crazy we plan that obviously because being like podcast experts now we plan that well (laughs) (laughs) it goes i also wonder there's there's a there's a mcdonald's in my in my not not my hometown (laughs) but kind of my two two hand two hometowns over um and that has been a mcdonald's my whole life like my my Dad took me there when I was when I was a kid. I can remember it. Not not as my only meal, but um, we, we used to occasionally get a Mackey D's if we were on our way back from somewhere. You know, like we've been out for the day or something. Um, and it's still a McDonald's now. You know, will it be a McDonald's in five hundred years' time? Who knows? Will they still be doing the fillet of fish? Will they still be hanging on to the oh, fillet of fish? Listen, yeah. listen, no. fillet of fish. Right. So a few weeks Why ago, does it we exist? Were... What who, do you who's mean? On, who's ordering the Pe- fillet of fish? <laughs> People love a fillet of fish. <laughs> People love it. I told right a few weeks ago we we were having a meeting, guys. Right, listeners, listen, listen now. Right, we were having a meeting, and I think it was like Fred and Liam. Liam was beefing the fillet of fish, and he was going, "Oh, yeah, who orders a fillet of fish, mate?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Right, literally later." I was saying, "People do literally Crikey. later that day." I'm walking my mate's dog, and mm. and I see. What what's on the floor? A load of rubbish. Three fillet of fish boxes. I mean, you see, come thrown on. away, thrown away because exactly. no one wants and they were they were chewed. They had chew marks on them. So, they, so obviously, someone's thrown them the whole fillet of fish away, and a dog's just coming and and eating them. At McDonald's in Australia, do you have the chicken sole available as a condiment? No, mate. No, that's at uh, like KFC and just other sort of chicken. It's just at chicken restaurants usually. So that's a, that is that is a thing though. So you can go to like any old like a chippy or something, and I'll be like, oh yeah, put some yeah, chicken, chicken salt on it. It is it is the best thing. Chicken salt is the best thing. I'm. I, I can't even. I don't even know what it's made from, but it is delicious. Everyone has it. It's just chicken, chicken and salt. One would imagine chicken salt and MSG. Surely. Yeah, I, I reckon there's surely some MSG in there. 
Absolutely. I'm, if, honestly, I'm going to get you to taste aromat, mate, because I'm convinced it's the same thing. It, I'm it is, convinced. It is the same thing, mate. I uh, I was in no. the shop the other day and it was, um, yeah, it said it and it also said chicken salt on the same thing. I was just like, oh, looks right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I couldn't believe it either. Go. Right, Fred. Fred, next time you're at the shops, get some aromat, mate, and put it on your chips. And I, it, I can't commit to that, but okay. It's fire, mate. It's fire. Fire. Anyway, was, back to the construction. I was, I was, yeah, if I was, you're just joining us, go on, go on, Liam. No, I was just going to say with the with the skyscrapers, um, you know, being a no, 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 no. I've got a better, I've got, I've got a better way to bring it back in, mate. You can't just come, <laughs> you can't just swing it back in like that. Okay. <laughs> if you're just joining us on the world's best construction podcast, I promise you this is about construction. Um, we want to hear your views, guys. If you've got any thoughts on the centering consumers' buildings or what skyscrapers are going to be in the future, or fill it a fish at Mackie D's and whether it should be a thing, let us know. Podcast at the B1M.com. We want to, we want to hear from you. So get your, get your thoughts into us. Oh. Right. <laughs> I was going to say. Go on, Liam. What were you going to say? I, I was going to say, mate, if, with, with the um, you know, skyscrapers, skyscrapers lasting you know, one, two, three hundred years, what about the demand and something being new? So you're talking about the, the 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 new super skinny skyscrapers in New York. That brand new. There's a big demand because it's it's brand new. No one else has had it. So you've got that as opposed to the skyscrapers 200 years old. It's just been refurbed. Is that penthouse going to be the same value as a new skyscraper? You know what I mean. So you'd have to look at it like mm. that as well. Surely, right? Yeah, but then you look at like Apple are moving into the uh, the Batsy Power Station refurb because it's so old. And it's, it, mm. I know it's been made new, it's been refurbished, obviously, but it's got that kind of heritage link. People seem to like that sometimes, don't they? As well, I, I, yeah. yeah but I'm, I'm just talking in, in general. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know how many Battersea Power Stations will come around um, no. on the market, mm. things like that. But mm. just in general, the overall sort of skyscrapers, is it you know a developer's going to go? Well, there's a lot more money if we tear it down and we, you know, sell the penthouse for twice as much rather than just refurbing this one. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Do you guys remember the, um, I think it was called the Centrepoint Tower in London. It was like a massive refurb down by Tottenham Court Road. So I think yeah. that's sort of, yeah, I think that's a sort of similar area where um, they've refurbed this this old building, right? And they've mm. built these beautiful big penthouses on top. And, you know, I, I remember seeing in the news that it, they weren't selling for a while. Um, you know, could that be because... People more interested in brand new buildings, you know, skyscrapers mm. with brand new penthouses as opposed to old refurbished buildings with new penthouses on top. Is there more value in that new building with the new penthouse than the oh. refurbished penthouse? I think it depends on the or what's being refurbished, isn't it? Because I've seen some very some you know, iconic heritage buildings that have been refurbished and turned into offices or apartments, and it has that real draw to it because it's because it's that building yeah there's a i forget what it is i think it's the new the um washington dc public library was converted into an apple store and it is the most beautiful breathtaking apple store i think i've ever been to because it is it's so dramatic and it's in this there's this extra buzz to it because it's in this incredible iconic building so i, th- I think it depends on what's being referred i mean that that sense point building in london if you don't know it guys it's it stands at the end of Tottenham court road kind of above Tottenham court road station 33 stories tall. I've been to a couple of drinks events on the top floor because it used to be a bar and a restaurant Ooh. up there, Liam. Mm. Um, yeah, it did. And the yeah. view, the view is awesome. Um, mm. But that's, that's what so, you're saying that's going to be a private apartment now? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was built. Um, it was finished a few years ago. 
um, and they were struggling to sell the penthouse for, for a long time. Um, there was loads of media and press about it. Um, so that's why I was sort of tying it into what Luke was saying um, in the yeah. earlier chat. Mm. But it's, it's it an is. interesting area because it's it's yeah. the only tower, like, you know, large sort of block in that area. I think mm. top, top, Tottenham Court Road, there's a few other, like, buildings and things, but this one really stands out. So I think, like you're saying, the view is, you get a 360-degree view of yeah, London. That's what made, it's what made the view quite good, was that there was nothing else tall around it, so you got a really nice view of, of London. Mm. Um, but I remember it was because I, I get a bit... Um, I get a bit of vertigo sometimes on skyscrapers, even though I love going up and looking at the views. It's a very thin building, and the the there was kind of a central core in the middle. So the the bar and drinks event thing was kind of happening in this very thin corridor on the outside of the building. You were kind of on the edge, up against the glass, crowded in with some people, and it was a bit um <laughs> when you're thirty three stories up, it did feel a bit a bit precarious at the time. But um, I'm sure it's not yeah. like that now. They were saying that um, recently. I was on Skyscraper City um, Architecture and Construction Forum, um, and people were saying that about the Nat West Tower in the City of London, yes. old skyscraper. That is technically, I think, the first proper skyscraper in London, uh, built in the seventies. If you look of, look at it from bird's eye point of view, it's the Nat West logo. It is, mate. It is. Yeah, which is pretty pretty wow, snazzy. That's cool. I don't know that. Pretty that's snazzy. Cool. So. Yeah, so that benefits aeroplanes and helicopters, but not people on the ground. But there we go. For <laughs> uh, <laughs> the bankers, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah good fly point. private jets. Good, good point. But loads of people were saying on there that, and I have actually been to the bar there. There is a bar there. There um, is, and, there and, and Tower 42, Champagne 42, I think it's called, something like that. That's something like that. Yeah, something like that. And... Um, it is a bit snug, isn't it? Like the mm. kind of the, the the layout of the floors, from what I've heard, they're really tiny now, and it's getting to the point where you've got all these other towers, like particularly Twenty Two Bishopsgate across the road, this new skyscraper, second tallest building in London now. It's huge. It's a bulky, girthy boy, and it has loads of space everywhere. Whereas Nat West Tower, poor old Nat West Tower, it's um. It's not looking. It's not looking <laughs> as spacious anymore because it's no, got the other big boys next to it. They mm. don't change their logo, do they? There's people pitching. Oh, what about a fresh new logo? And like, um, no, we've got a whole skyscraper modelled on the old logo. So yeah, exactly. So <laughs> we're sticking with it, guys. <laughs> That'll be converted, I reckon. I really, I really think in the future, Nat West Tower will be converted. Yeah. Watch Will Matt West space, have the guys? same logo in 500 years? There's a question for you. <laughs> I mean, you know, Coca-Cola will. Coca-Cola will. They're one <laughs> of the brands who aren't going for the minimal, let's just redesign our thing and make it as minimal as possible sort of phase. Or fad. No, the flat so, logo, yeah. Yeah. Oh, if you have any thoughts, guys, on uh, going, going way back, whether the Century and Consumers Building should be demolished, uh, whether fillet of fish should be a thing, fillet of fish should be a thing at McDonald's, um, what skyscraper is going to be in 500 years' time, uh, or what the NatWest logo should become, uh, let us know at podcast at com. We will read your emails out. That is podcast at com. Tell us what you think. We'd love to hear from you.
So guys, today's episode is sponsored by Bluebeam. Bluebeam develops innovative technology solutions that set the standards for project efficiency and collaboration for design and construction professionals worldwide. Founded in 2002, let's just take a moment to stop right there and uh, reflect on what a great year 2002 was for the world. Some uh, some good hits coming out of that year. What does uh, 2002 conjure up for you, Liam? Uh, I have nothing, mate, in 2002. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have absolutely zero memory of what year. I was listening to. What, 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 what? Okay, Fred, I feel like you want me to ask you, what was what was 2002 to you? What tune was it for you? It was a hot summer, mate. I, had no, I, had no, I was 16 years old. I had no money apart from washing cars um, and, and then spending that money with mates. And uh, yeah, it was ha- happy times. Also... The year Bluebeam was founded. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And, and Justin Timberlake, mate. Justin Timberlake brought out his first, um, his first song, didn't he? Absolute banger, mate. It was, a banger, it was a banger, mate. Still a banger now. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> anyway, founded in 2002, Bluebeam creates desktop, mobile, and cloud-based solutions for paperless workflows that improve communication and streamline processes across the entire project lifecycle from design through review to construction, handover, and beyond, as Buzz Lightyear would say. Buzz Lightyear definitely. If if, if Buzz Lightyear worked in construction, he'd definitely use Bluebeam, wouldn't he? Was Toy Story 2, did that come out in 2002? Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what inspired them. No, it maybe they were like, it came out in 1999. All right, well, no. Okay. Back up. To right. Toy Story 2 was 99. Yeah. Yeah. That's slightly depressing, actually, isn't it? But anyway... Toy Story 2. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear would have been Bluebeam fanatic, I reckon. Yeah, he just seen the power Talking of Talking about him in past tense because he's gone now with poor yeah. old Buzz. <laughs> Buzz, Buzz. Buzz knows the power of uh, digital collaboration and construction. He knows the power of Bluebeam, definitely. <laughs> we can't make that link. Uh, just to clarify, Buzz Lightyear does not endorse uh, Bluebeam directly, but we think he does. So <laughs> good to have Buzz on board. Uh, the key to Bluebeam's success is a customer-focused approach to product developments. Bluebeam works with the industry to create solutions for the industry. More than 2.4 million design and construction professionals in over 160 countries trust Bluebeam's award-winning document and collaboration solutions to get more done in less time. 2.4 million is a lot of people, guys. Not as many as our YouTube subscribers, though. Ha <laughs> ha! Have that Bluebeam. <laughs> <laughs> We're slightly ahead of them on that. Um, Founded in Pasadena, California, which is, again, a lovely little slice of the USA, Um, Bluebeam now has additional offices throughout the US, Germany, the UK, Sweden, and Australia, and is part of the Nemenschek Group. You can find out what Bluebeam can do for you and your business and your mates and your life and your general sanity by downloading a free 30-day trial over at bluebeam.com and experiencing the benefits for yourself. That is a free 30-day trial, guys. We kid you not. Um, quite a long trial, isn't it, for a... As well, as Amber Heard would say, it's quite a long trial. <laughs> it's very generous. It's very generous, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. I've, guys, having worked with you, anyone that follows Bill and M will know we've worked with Bluebeam for a while. We've got a lot of synergy with them. It's a great bit of software. Uh, it's a great product. They uh, make... The reason they're so successful is because it's really good. It's intuitive, easy to use, it makes construction teams' lives quicker. I've seen it impact many, many people in many countries on many projects around the world. So 
It's free. Download it. Give it a go. Tell your boss. Um, tell, tell him you heard about it on the world's best construction podcast and send a link to that at the same time. That would be really helpful. Um, and we'd really appreciate it. Cheers. Yeah, thanks, Red. I, I just want to chip in. I can't recommend Bluebeam highly enough. Um, fantastic team. The big, big supporters of the B1M since day one. Um, so definitely head over to the website, check it out, download the free trial, and crack on. So, guys, also in the news this week, we've got uh, a few exciting things going on, including uh, over in LA, they've opened the new 6th Street Viaduct, which is, uh, well, it's 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 a concrete bridge for cars, which I know is something we probably shouldn't be celebrating right now. Um, but until I, I felt the same way, until I saw it, and I was like, oh, my goodness me, it's beautiful. Get it up on Instagram. Let's go. Um, very, very nice structure. For anyone that's not familiar with this, um, LA's 6th Street Viaduct is... A pretty iconic old bridge that crosses, or it was an old iconic old bridge that crossed uh, the LA River, which is not much of a river for anyone that wants to go and have a look at that. Um, some tr- some <laughs> rail lines and a road, um, but it became sort of synonymous with LA. It was in music videos loads. It was in um, Fast and Furious quite a bit. You know, it's it was an iconic structure. It has been replaced with a new structure uh, called the Ribbon of Lights. Uh, it's got these well, these ten dramatic curving concrete arches that kind of spread out across LA absolutely beautiful what do you guys think of it mate I love it I think it's I think it's really cool I I'm a big big fan of like big bold concrete structures I don't know I know it's not climate friendly but I I really I think it looks I think it looks awesome really cool yeah yeah same I think it is absolutely gorgeous um and it looks fantastic, especially I'm looking at the uh, the B1M Instagram post here, and the last photo you can see like the LA skyline in the yeah. in the background. I think LA needs a bit more stuff like this, right? Like um, one of my favorite buildings in um, LA is the concert hall, the Walt Disney Concert Hall. Oh yeah, Frank Gehry, right? Frank Gehry designed that, and it's it's just got a lot of curves. And it looks different, as particularly in Los Angeles, where, you know, it's not particularly known as, you know, the an architectural hub all the time, uh, or somewhere that pushes architectural boundaries, you know, all the time. But this is, it really stands out. It really, really stands out to the point that, you know, next time in, in, I'm in LA, I will want to just drive on this just to see it. Because I think it looks gorgeous and it's cool. It's a cool way of making what could be a really, you know, bland area into something really interesting. Definitely. No, no, I was just going to say, it's quite unassuming. It's the largest um, bridge project in the history of Los Angeles, which I found quite interesting. Just looking at it, I was like, okay. You know, you look at other you know, bridges in other cities and countries and things like that. Um, so it's quite... It's quite an interesting take on it. LA gets a bit of a bad rap architecturally, but there are actually some incredible buildings. There's an, there's an Instagram account I follow. I think it might be Historic LA or Heritage LA. And it's it's really interesting how some of the old architecture, particularly from the around the birth of Hollywood and stuff, has been been preserved mm. and, and come forward. And actually, this is a this is an interesting link. The Bluebeam headquarters in Pasadena 
is actually in an old uh, like historic laundry building. And there's a there's a beautiful picture of the facades uh, of their offices, which used to be the old laundry building. Uh, and before it was their offices, it was used uh, as the set for a Backstreet Boys video. Ah, oh, mate. Yeah. There we go. There wow. we go. Look, if that if that ain't selling you on Bluebeam, then I don't know what will. <laughs> oh, shameless. Yeah. It was a but I was like, oh, oh what's that? What's that really cool bit of architecture I've seen in LA? Oh, it's Blue Beam's headquarters. Oh, there's a nice link. Yeah. Great, I'll throw it in. <laughs> it is honestly really a cool like, building. It works though. Uh, it works. I really like the old warehouses and stuff. Like in the arts district in Los Angeles, there's all these old warehouses, and they've a lot of them have been turned into apartments and stuff. But the they're, they're called like lofts, aren't they? loft apartments oh my word when you when you look at those bad boys i would sell a kidney to live there that it's just <laughs> so gorgeous it is so beautiful you know the exposed brick and uh yeah. oh it's beautiful does <laughs> interesting noise thank you for that <laughs> <laughs> does um I've, I've never been to la all, all i hear about la is the traffic and it's a it's an absolute nightmare and the lack of good public transport. So does does LA actually need another bridge and more cars in it? Mm. Yeah, but it looks nice, Liam. All right, it does. <laughs> it's it's, it's probably it's very good on Instagram. <laughs> it's yeah. probably one of those where the like <laughs> the, the the bridge is needed anyway, just because they use the cars. There's so yeah. much car usage that it's like building a bridge or not, you know, is almost you know, irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, there needs to be, I think there probably needs to be a lot more um, focus on public transport in Los Angeles because it is dire. It is dire. Like if if you're caught in traffic, that's it. Like I I got in a traffic jam once on the way to LAX and I nearly died. (laughs) I nearly died because I was thinking it's not moving. Like it's (laughs) like there, there are bad traffic. I've been on some bad traffic jams like around in different places, you know, think of the M25 on, in, in London, you think, oh, no, you know, it's bad. No, 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 Los Angeles. Like, that's it. <laughs> that's it's extreme. It. You join a yeah. queue and no one moves. Yeah. And, and they are think, doing what? They are doing quite a lot of work on that for ahead of the Olympics, which they're hosting in 2028. But whether it's going to be enough to you know, make it into a, a public transport city, I, I don't know. I, I for one, love LA. Um, I, I, it's mm. kind of... Yes, it's a nightmare. Yes, it's big and it's sprawling, but I kind of love it at the same time. Also, I found that everybody, everybody was just doing a job while they get their movie going. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, it was. Oh, you have a waitress, yeah, but I'm just doing this while I get my movie mm. off the ground. I, I had a two-hour um, Uber from uh, Pasadena down to LAX Airport. That was a that was a long drive. Um, but the guy, the guy driving me was like, "Oh yeah, no, I just uh, I'm just driving." Uber's why I get my movie off the ground. And then he proceeded to tell me about his movie and his movie plot, and it was absolutely terrible. But because I was like trapped in this car with with him and he was quite, <laughs> quite a big character for two hours, I was like, oh yeah, sounds good, sounds good. So so at what point does Julia Roberts kill the aliens? Yeah, and is Julia on board? No, no, not yet. No, okay, right. Well, good luck with the movie, mate. See you later. Joke's on you, because it turned out he made the <laughs> critically acclaimed Sharknado films. <laughs> Have you seen those? Have you seen, Are you aware of the Sharknado films? I've got an image I'm, of it in my I'm head aware, on the basis I'm of aware. that title. I, that, turned, Fred, I turned it off pretty quick. Fred, so there's... Imagine a tornado, mate. Yeah. 
<laughs> You're actually going to do this. Go on. Imagine a tornado, <laughs> and there are sharks in said tornado. No. What, and what, do they, what do they call the movie, Luke? Sharknado, mate. It's oh, kind of a big so deal. Clever. It's madness. So your Uber driver, mate, it's minted because it's become like cult yeah. following. You probably you know, got a massive people. movie deal after that, but well, here I am Big riffing time. him on my little podcasts. <laughs> LA, mate. LA. It's all possible there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, second bit of news this week is uh, also from LA. I found a very interesting uh, advert from British Rail dating 1979. Um, that was all about promoting the uh, British transport system and the importance of British Rail. Uh, and it's got this, you've probably seen it on my Twitter, but if not, I'll, I'll describe it to you here. This picture of Big Ben and the Houses of Parliament, but uh, with loads of highways and roads and off-ramps all built around it. And the headline is, there's an alternative to commuting by rail, but could we live with it? Um, and then this very interesting little, there's obviously the British Rail logo. It says the backbone of the nation underneath. Uh, and it says underneath, every working day, 400,000 people travel in and out of London by British Rail. But there is an alternative. Like LA, we could rely entirely on roads instead. Um, and there's a very kind of a dramatic, sad picture of London. So they're kind of they're having a dig at Los Angeles and its, and its road system way back in 1979. Um, but yeah, pretty, pretty interesting, uh, pretty shocking ad. What did you guys think of this? Yeah, I chuckled at that when I saw it. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty spot on. Could you, could you imagine London without the tube? Could you imagine getting around London and if it's just, it, you just have to drive everywhere? Yeah. It wouldn't exist, mate. It no. wouldn't exist. It's either that or a little a little thing that would come to the rescue. Maybe I don't know, like a a light rail that's above ground <laughs> that oh, goes from like the docklands, like a DLR. I knew where this was going. I knew where yeah. this was going before he said it. <laughs> I walked into that. I love the DLR. Come on. No, yeah. uh, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be the city it is. Like the reason London is like kind of the European powerhouse it is, is because of the underground, right? And they kind of built these neighbourhoods out of the city. Yeah, the underground is, you know, like the yeah. the veins and the, the arteries awesome. of London. I love the tube. Yeah, absolutely love it. Do you miss it, Liam? Yeah, do I actually it? do. I actually do. I, and I was never one of those people when I was in London. Everyone complains. Oh, the tube. This. Oh my. The tube's amazing. You can get you from one point, West London to East London, in like 45 minutes. You, you, any time of wow. the day. Well, I mean, pending with, strikes. With, and pending with, a, with signature a, failures. <laughs> well, Liam, there's this thing called the Elizabeth line now, and it's kind of a big deal. So you're talking about East to West in 45 minutes. Mate, try like 10 or 15 minutes. Is it, is it that quick? Wow. It's quick. It's, oh, it's awesome. Fred, it is quick, isn't it? It, it is. is. Yeah, I was just about to say, quick. guys, there was a there was a tube strike the other week, and that underlines the power and the convenience of the tube. It really, really does. I think, um, <laughs> sorry to be the stereotypical British guy on the podcast, but Winston Churchill once said that um, <laughs> the only thing... There, do- there he goes. <laughs> he said, <laughs> he said, <laughs> he said that uh, good health and sleep are the only two things that have to be interrupted to be appreciated. Well, I'd like to add the London Underground into that as well, because mm. uh, you take it for granted <laughs> until it gets taken away. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that that's how powerful this this poster is. You know, it would ruin the city a little bit. You know, it would ruin the character of the city. And I can't help but think when I look at that, um, 
you know, they butchered a lot of Birmingham in the Midlands because of, you know, and this yeah. is all down to interpretation, but they did ruin a lot of Birmingham because of big roads. They knocked down loads of buildings. They built like a um, like an underground kind of motorway that goes around like the centre and whatnot. And it's it's it really lets it down now. Now you look at it and go, well, it's not special. You know, it doesn't really serve any purpose. Whereas I think when cities have invested in decent public transport, the longevity of it is a long. <laughs> you yeah. know, it, it can it can go for a while. And it becomes part of the city, doesn't it? Whenever I go abroad to or visit a different city, I love to take the public transport. I love to take the metro, subway, underground, whatever it is, because I feel like that is, you know, part of the flavor of a place, part of the vernacular of a place, you know? And um, I couldn't imagine London like this. It just it just wouldn't be uh, the global city it is today. I love I love a really brave uh, ad as well like that. It's really, it's, it's very bold. It's very out. It's very eye-catching. And I love ads like that. They kind of just, make you laugh make you talk about it on a podcast um yeah catch your attention it's clever kind of reminds me of the b1m's um tube ads that ran earlier this year fred okay i wasn't looking for the plug yeah there's a yeah that was funny wasn't it i was uh i was very very excited today i tell you guys when you when you walk into a tube station and you see an ad on the wall for the company that you started well as you saw from my video that i put on my instagram i pretty much had a meltdown and was like oh my god it's so cool <laughs> Magic. Um, yeah it's an awesome day awesome day that wasn't that wasn't a pre-prepared link liam um, uh-huh. shamelessly saw, as, as soon as i saw that that um the, the westminster <laughs> ad i was like oh, i see where this is gonna go i see where this is gonna go <laughs> <laughs> not so, not so. Um, also, this week, as I suggested at the beginning, in Miami, Australia, <laughs> no, in Miami, Florida, there is uh, a new tower that is being well been proposed by uh, Kengo Kuma Associates, which is beautiful, elevated three stories off the ground because Miami's got a few issues coming its way with rising sea levels. Uh, but it's beautiful timber clad building. Um, we pop up, popped it up on Instagram a couple of days ago. Uh, very nice looking. Um, yeah, it's it's obviously designed for rich people in Miami Beach, but mm. I think I, I thought it looked nice. <laughs> it's delicious, mate. It is absolutely delicious. And it's so do you say this is all timber? Is it all It's timber clad. Timber clad. Okay. Well that's a step in the right direction, right? Step mm. in the right direction. So yeah, I think it is absolutely gorgeous. And I like the stilts. I kind of like that open. Yeah. Again, that's actually quite mid-century, isn't it? It's quite mid-century. You know, in the 60s, it was really popular to kind of have these open spaces as like the lobbies and entrances. And yeah, it looks really cool. I saw an architectural view on it that said it kind of blends the the Oceanside vibe of Miami with the Japanese influences that come naturally from Kengo Kuma Associates. And yeah, mm. putting that together in one design. It, and it is very much that. It's a very, it really does those two things successfully. In the renders, obviously, we'll see what it looks like when it gets built. Um, but yeah, mm. love, love, another little delicious little serving of architecture, as you say, Luke. Um, mm. Tossed oh. up from you this week on the B1M. So there you go. <laughs> 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 what, what, did you, what did you think, Liam? Yeah, I agree with both of you. I think it looks great. It looks really, really cool. 
Um, mm. Also a big fan of timber buildings these days as well. Um, yeah, it just looks so calming. You know what I mean? You're mm. right next to the beach. It's just like, oh, it's like the ultimate chill out place. Yeah. But doesn't, yeah. Like, it, haven't, haven't they proved that when things are made of like organic material or whatever like it's yeah. it's it's um like calming yeah. you know when you're like psych- psychologically it's a lot better to be in that sort of environment than like somewhere like concrete or you know yeah definitely i think it has like a natural naturally calming effect on people when you're around it somewhere like nature and things like that um as opposed to exactly like you're saying just just being i mean if you ever spend time in a city and you're in the city and you 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 don't leave the city for a month a couple of months and then you go out to the countryside and you're around grass trees hills and things like that i I think most people you feel like this relaxing kind of feeling when you get out into nature away from you know concrete cities and things like that and i think it sort of has the same effect i i definitely have that when i'd get out of london or go to europe or wherever I'd just be instantly relaxed as soon as I was away from the city. Yeah, there's a lot of people that advocate, uh, you know, timber, timber schools, timber hospitals, or you know, natural surfaces, plants, and things in those kind of environments. Like you say, Liam, yeah, can make a big difference. So it's been proven. There have been a number of studies now that have proven it. We just need to do it more often, please, <laughs> in the construction mm. industry. And uh, now we're moving on to funny comment of the week from Mister Liam Marsh. What you got for us, mate? Mate, this one is from. John from Accounting. Uh, he's posted this on YouTube. Great name, John from Accounting. Is that his username, um, John from Accounting? It is, John from Accounting. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Love John. it. Okay, so John has said, if they're so worried about security, perhaps they shouldn't make a courthouse that's made of glass. <laughs> Very valid. Very valid. That's I don't know if the windows are tilted, shot. if you can see all the way in, but um, yeah. Sorry, did you say good, tilted? Do you mean tinted? Tinted. Oh, might, be accent, tilted. might be my might be my New Zealand accent oh, probably... coming out. You know, there's an eye and they're tinted. <laughs> oh, I thought you said tilted. I don't. I don't get that from Australia. But there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, John. John from accounting. Hey, have you, do you hear what John from accounting said? Yeah, yeah, he made a good point. John from accounting. <laughs> it's true though. Like, why would you? Yeah, what else made of glass? Like, yeah, it just seems so. Yeah, it just seems yeah. like so normal. Like, why? Why would you do that? You know. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm worth saying we, we there are funnier comments from the week across our channel, but we can't really read them all out on the on the podcast because they're not entirely appropriate. Yeah, they're not, not suitable for strong work. language. Um, not suitable we, for we've work, had mostly. no, we've had stronger funny comments, funnier comments. We've had, we've had funnier comments of the week in our rehearsals, but uh, yeah, hopefully we'll have some more for you next week. In the meantime, <laughs> John from Accounting, thanks, mate. We appreciate that. Um, now, next segment is going to be your emails read out by Luke Bly. The problem is we've had no emails because it's the first episode. Uh, but I'm sure once this goes out and we, you know, people get to hear about the fillet of fish row and uh, mm. really dig into <laughs> what's been happening in LA, or they've got a movie to pitch us, um, that we'll, we'll get a few emails through. So podcast at the B1M.com. That is podcast at the B1M.com. It's T-H-E-B number one M.com as we established <laughs> from the last episode. Um Get your emails in and and chat to us. Is there anything else you'd like to incentivize people with, Luke? What should what should they do if they want their emails read out, mate? You know, really, I need a solid argument to why a fillet of fish should be taken off of the McDonald's <laughs> menu because I think it's fire. Fillet of fish and and a slice of cheese. 
be like, oh, can you chuck a slice of cheese in there, mate, for us? And I honestly, don't think, I don't, they don't do that in England. They don't let you add stuff to your burger. No, in they Australia do. In New Zealand, you can add. I can get a Big Mac, add a McChicken fillet. I can put a fillet of fish fill it in there if I wanted to, which obviously no one would. <laughs> they do. If you just, if you go, not the machines necessarily, but if you ask someone, you know, be like, oh, oh can yeah. you chuck a piece of cheese in there? They'll be like, yeah, go on then. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, okay. yeah, of course, mate, of course, Ooh. you know. No onions. Yeah, fine. Add a bit. Yeah. Can I have an extra bit of cheese? Yeah, go okay. on then, mate. O- off topic, similar topic. Um, KFC <laughs> over in Australia because there's there's a massive lettuce shortage, right? They were charging sixteen dollars <laughs> lettuce shortage, like because there's a there's a floods which aren't funny, obviously. Um, in in the eastern coast of well, all over Australia, basically, and um, a lot of the crops have been flooded. So a, a thing of lettuce, like iceberg lettuce, is I think it got up to like seventeen dollars, which is like I think it's like eleven or Whoa. twelve pounds at the moment. What? So, so KFC, right? Instead of putting lettuce in their burgers, they started putting shaved white cabbage in their burgers, and they didn't expect anyone to know. So, like we, I, I had a, a zinger burger the other night, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" It's <laughs> full of shaved cabbage. I, was, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, "Oh, they've, they've, they've screwed it up." So, you know, my girlfriend's messing me or something like that. And I said, "Did you tell them to put cabbage in my burger?" She's like, "No, no, of hmm. course not." So, yeah, so I jumped on Google and, yeah, it's like a massive thing over here. I bet some red cabbage would go down well. I, I, quite a bit of red cabbage. Yeah, yeah I bet that would be but not fire, in your burger. mate. Yeah, not in a zinger, though. Nah, you want no. crispy iceberg with the, with the There's a time and a place for red cabbage, and it's not in a zinger. Kebab. <laughs> Kebab. When you started that, Luke, when you said, I really need to hear a convincing argument for, I thought you were going to say demolishing the consumers and sentry buildings, but oh. then you went... Fish. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, no. Well, look, if maybe we're missing something with the Chicago Towers. That's the one I'm really interested in. Like, if you guys think we've missed anything there and you have any thoughts that are like, look, have you thought of this? Maybe you guys missed this out. Then send it through. Email yeah. us and we'll, we'll tell you how wrong you are. It's going to be great. This episode, guys, was sponsored by Bluebeam. Believe it or not, because we've actually spoken more about uh, McDonald's and probably given more brand exposure to Mackie D's in this than, than Bluebeam. But uh, this episode was actually sponsored by Bluebeam. Don't forget, free 30-day trial over at bluebeam.com. Go and do that, because they might sponsor us again. You'll get to hear more of these chats uh, in your car or in your ears or wherever you listen to this podcast. That would be much appreciated. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, thanks for having us, guys. Thanks for listening to episode one. Um, we hope you come back for episode two. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a five-star review, and we'll see you soon. Fred, so there's... Imagine a tornado, mate. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Are you actually going to do this?